Hi guys, this is Matt Z, and today we're going to talk about the 10,000 hour uh, required that is required to become an expert. So we're going to discuss that, and we're going to discuss if it's a myth, if it's the truth, um, and if there's other things you can do in order to shorten the 10,000 hours. Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hey guys, so it's me again, Matt Z, and like I said before, we're going to talk about the 10,000 hours. So let's talk a little bit about that. So basically, you know, if you go online and you search for something along the lines of how long does it take to become an expert at something, there's a popularized, popularized idea that... It takes 10,000 hours and just to break it down in terms of years, roughly it takes about 10 years to become good at something. Well, that's according to a lot of experts and psychologists and other people who believe in this idea. And there's some truth to it. But my question is, um, could you shorten, could you shorten the time that it takes to be an expert in the area of trading? And how do you do that? So let's talk about for a minute, let's break down the components of the 10,000 hours. So basically, like I said, it's a very popular idea, but it's a very, very simple view of what expertise is. So basically, the 10,000 hours suggest that anyone who accumulated sufficient number of hours of, of practice will automatically become an expert. Um, and basically, we assume that just because somebody um, is practicing something and is gaining experience is also becoming better at, better at it. But you know, in reality, we're just merely reinforcing our current habits and we're not always improving them. So could you become a full-time trader and a trading expert with less than 10,000 10, hours? And I think that you can. Again, this is my idea i'm not here to um, argue against expertise and psychologists or others who might disagree with me and i respect them but i believe that this 10,000 10, hours is a little bit of a myth but before we explore how to shorten the 10,000 hours i just wanted to tell you that there are no shortcuts and nothing will replace experience skin in the game and effort and experience gives you wide-angle look at what you do. It gives you perspective. Um, basically, look at it 
as as if you are looking at you know through um, some sort of a small hole at the world, and as your experience grows, you know the hole becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and you see a bigger picture, and that's what experience does gives you just of a wide angle look at what you do. Uh, skin in the game keeps you interested in improving when you're actually trading real money. You have real interest in improving yourself. I'm not saying that paper traders are not interested in improving, but having skin in the game keeps you um, a lot more motivated. And the third thing that I don't, that I think is extremely important is it, the effort. Um, and effort makes you push through the pain of losing trades. And if you start realizing that pain is just part of the process and not one that stops you from being a trader, um, this is what many beginner traders fail to understand. They encounter pain, they stop, they start pain again, they stop. And when they say you have to push through the pain, that's exactly uh, what they mean. You have to keep on trading to become better at it. So I want to explain how expertise is gained in general. Okay, and what you should do is consider the word skill. So there's a few components to the word skill, and then I'm going to tie it up all together with the 10,000 hours. So this is what I think makes a skill. So there are components that I call them com genetic components. For example, your intelligence, IQ, your experience. So for example, you could be, you might be born an extremely uh, bright individual with a very high IQ with very high intelligence, you or you might be coming to trading, you know, from, for example, if you dealt with, you know, numbers, you know, you have 10 years of numbers, statistical sampling, things like that. And I call those things kind of genetics, because it's something that you bring with you already to the game um, of trading. The third component is effort. So I really, really believe in it. And I believe that those people who put the effort are people who could potentially succeed in this and the more effort they put they could potentially um, again see better results and again i just want to remind everybody that there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading and past performance is not indicative of future results so we spoke about effort and the third thing is measure right so if you don't measure something and you just do it um, that rarely, you know, would lead to something better. So you can have the IQ, you can have the F effort and the measure, and that builds skill. So it's kind of a formula. Intelligence multiplied by effort, multiplied by measure, it's equal skill. If you notice, the one constant component in, in, in all this is the measure and the intelligence. But the effort is up to you, and that could vary. So there's only so much you could measure. Um, you have to measure more and more variables. We'll get to that. But IQ is constant. You can't change that. So again, in any skill you build, think about the effort. So let's get to what you really want to hear about, which is how do you reduce the 10,000 hours to become an expert? So here are the things that I thought about. One is to build accountability. So how do you um, become accountable? First of all, you create a journal, right? You create a journal where you simply put the numbers of your trading. You know, I use something called Edgewonk. I like it very much. 
Um, you can use your own journal, but this is one that I would recommend for most beginner traders. It's called Edgewonk. Um, so you create some sort of a feedback system, right? So a journal creates a feedback system. You do things and you get feedback. And that's the great idea about having a journal with, um, uh, with numbers. Just remember one thing that there is a concept called deliberate practice. Okay. And I'm not the one who invented it. It's out there. Um, you can read about it. But deliberate practice is exactly the opposite of mindless repetition. Okay. It's not because mindless repetition, this is where I have a problem with this 10,000 hours. So you can do something for 10,000 hours or 20,000 hours or 30,000 hours, but somebody with 3,000 hours or 1,000 hours didn't do it as a mindless repetition. He was focused to attention and there were specific goals in improving the performance. So imagine somebody who is training for a marathon. Um, he runs and runs and runs and runs and at some point, if you ever practice for a marathon, you know that it takes a lot more uh, than that. You might have practiced for something else. Why? Because if you just run, it's just mindless, right? You just run and you start thinking about what you have to buy at the store when you get home and what you should do throughout the day. But if you have working with goals, then you start doing other things. You're trying to improve your performance, right? Now you're not thinking about groceries when you run. You're thinking about running faster about the time that you run, you think about the breath, the breaths that you take throughout your running. So that's what I mean by, by deliberate practice. And it exists in every single skill that you develop. So again, it's not the 10,000 hours, but it's really the quality of the practice. So that's one thing. So we spoke about accountability, you know, where you create a journal and you create a feedback system. Now, other things that you can do besides the journal is talk to somebody. If you have a trader friend, talk to him. Um, you know, forums, I have mixed feelings about forums. Um, you know, people go to forums and they start talking about their journey as a trader, which is nice sometimes to read. But I think some of them become very philosophical. Uh, they become like a spiritual experience of trading. And it's very nice. And it's nice to think of it this way. But trading is really a numbers game. Um, the faster you realize it, the faster you could become a trader. You need to measure things and basically think, you know, how to improve it. So um, let's talk about how to um, make it a little bit better. So uh, you break down um, your trading to components. Let's think about that for a minute. Trading is not just trading. You could break it down to a lot of small components. And the more small components you have, the better. Don't overwhelm yourself with 50, but let me give you just four components. And again, they're all meant to measure something. So let's say you work with uh, a risk component, right? Then you're working with a method component. For example, a method component would be day versus swing, right? Day trading versus swing trading. By the way, let's go back for a minute to the risk component. The risk component is where you are trying to measure how much are you going to risk on a trade per day, per month, per week, so forth. Um, the other way, sorry, the other variable to break down the component is uh, frequency of trading. 
So basically, you want to think about that. That's another component. So now you're starting to realize that, you know, it's not mindless. Now you have components that you work with and you want to improve. And each one of you is an individual trader. You know, don't write down exactly what I'm saying here. It would help you. Those are good points. But what you have to do is also think about the components in your own trading, right? Don't try to be Walt Disney. The, the job here is not to be creative and the assignment is not to create a lot of components. It's really to be practical components that really, really help you. So the fourth component, for example, would be what time of the day will you trade? So you're starting to think, okay, you know what? In the morning, I'm too busy. The three to four Eastern session is better for me, or I can trade the whole day because I have the time. So basically, this is where you work. Now, after you think of components, uh, you start thinking about the goals of every component, right? So for example, when you have a risk component, you're thinking to yourself, okay, so now how do I cut my losses short, for example, to $1,000 a month? How do I do that, right? And if you cut it to $1,000 a month, then you say, okay, well, how do I cut my losses short to $500 a month? Or if your loss was 3000 you want to go back to, you want to maybe, um, you know, say, you know what, I don't want to lose next month more than 2500 Whatever the case is, right? Don't set unrealistic goals. Don't set goals like, I don't want to lose. It's not going to happen. They'll be losing trades. If you set unrealistic goals of fantasy, you know, trades that every setup will work, it's not going to, you're just going to be disappointed. And eventually you will come back to realistic goals. Um, when it comes to returns, for example, you know, also maybe you want to, after a year of trading, you say, well, how do I increase my efforts by 10% next year? Let's say you had a return of 25%. You now want to think about, well, how do I improve my gains for, you know, next year by another 10%. So again, you break down to components and you set goals. Again, you have your own components. Um, so the idea is to methodically break the game of trading into chunks and how to master each section. Okay, so I'm going to repeat it again. You want to methodically break the game of trading into chunks and figure out how to master each section. Right? That's very important. Um, don't, in, in, in trying to bring your skills to the less than 10,000 10, hours that's required, uh, tongue twister with this. So um, don't carelessly overlook small errors and don't miss daily opportunities for improvement. Okay, so the idea here is that when you are actually trading, okay, you don't become mindless. It's very hard to be conscious of all those points while you're trading. So at least after trading, you know, whether you had a good day or a bad day, journal it, write it down because that's when it's fresh in your mind. Don't go have dinner, you know, watch two hours of football. And then before sleep, you're like, what did I want to write? What did I want to say? And then it just all disappears because what you feel, those small little errors will provide a world of opportunity for improvement. Okay. And you have to do it. So that is really the essence of deliberate practice. Deliberate practice where you point out to yourself in an honest way um, what your errors. You admit yourself what your errors. This is exactly when you'll explore what's ex exactly holding you back. So knowing your weaknesses, you will explore what's holding you back. So um, 
Again, you know, deliberate practice, break it into parts, identify the weakness. And what you can also do is test new things, um, new strategies for each section that you've made for yourself, right? And then integrate it again. So, for example, if you talking about, um, if you're trying to improve your risk component, right? So maybe there's something there that you try out something new, and this is your time to experiment. Don't experiment too much. I always believe in small changes. And uh, try and see how that affects it. So if you have components, you don't go and you revise the whole system. You know, because what happens many times to traders is that they mess up, right? But then they try to fix everything. And what I hear from traders a lot is, well, that didn't work. I'm trying a new method right now in paper trading. Well, what didn't work? And they say, well, it didn't make money. Well, that's not what didn't work. There could have been one component out of the whole thing that didn't work, right? You could have done, trading is such a thing that you can do nine things right, and the 10th thing is that holding you back, and that's the thing that messed you up. So, so when you have components and you have the deliberate practice, right? So you have the ability to see and pinpoint exactly like I said, what's holding you back and where the weakness is. The last point that I want to talk about in deliberate practice is not to take a long, long breaks. Um, again, not criticizing anyone. I know the trading is hard. Nobody has endless risk capital that they can just throw at the market. But the reality is, is this. If you stop trading, at the very least, do not stop occupying your brain with the learning process. Make sure you continue to develop your method, continue reading books about the mental game of trading, and continue to make observation of the market. But remember one thing, the longer you are away from the markets, the longer it takes to adjust your brain back into the game of trading. So the brain is like a muscle and you have to keep on training it and it has to stay sharp all the time. Long breaks, it takes a very long time just to um, bring it back into the game of trading. Just to give you an idea about distractions, when people work, one email can distract you so badly that it would take you 23 minutes to focus back onto your assignment. Think about that for a minute. Okay, I know it's so directly related to trading, but one email that made you feel a certain way, upset you, or a new set that, that didn't jive with you or something that you read on the forum while you're trading, it takes you 23 minutes to get your head screwed back on right. So it just gives you an idea of the distractions that you have throughout the day where I see all those things are open and I see one thing open and a chat open and a forum open and this open. And just remember when you trade, you want to focus, right? And that way, even throughout the day, you know, you don't take breaks. So your mind stays focused on trading. And at the end of the day, you do what you have to do. And that's it. I hope that helps you. Um, I hope that uh, you can share these podcasts with other people who are learning to trade. I think it will be very good for them. If you have technical questions about this podcast, or anything related to futures trading, please go to community.optimistfutures.com. That's where we answer all the technical questions. 
about platforms and anything related to trading in general. Um, also, if you want to open an account, a uh, futures account or a Forex account, you go to optimusfutures.com and that's our main site. If you need any help with deciding which broker to choose, which clearing firm, I mean, we are brokers, but which clearing firm to go through, what margins to use, what technology to use, please, you know, email us at support at optimusfutures.com. Uh, that's it for now. This is Matt Z. I wish you an awesome week and uh, I'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimus Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimus Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimusFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimus Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.